0: Will you please stand for our reading of the gospel from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Listen for what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Well, they came to Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside He heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth and and he began to shout and say, Jesus, uh, son of David, have mercy on me. And many sternly ordered him to be quiet. But he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart. Get up. He's calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up, and he came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, Rabbuni, let me see again. Jesus said to him go your faith has made you well and immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God you may be seated let us pray gracious God As we turn to your word for us, may the Spirit of God rest upon us. Help us to be steadfast in our hearing, in our speaking, in our believing, and in our living. Amen. Well, you you know that there are uh, four Gospels in the Bible. Can you name them? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Four Gospels in the Bible. Four books that all tell the story of Jesus, the Son of God, his time in earthly ministry. Now, they don't agree on all the details, but each gospel has a unique voice and and a style with which to tell the story of Jesus. Mark is the oldest gospel. He's known for keeping the action of the story moving along. Mark was originally performed live, like a play, long before it was ever written down. And Mark, he doesn't uh, use unnecessary words. But Mark's favorite word is immediately. Mark is the shortest of the Gospels, but he uses immediately 28 times. John, who loves words uses immediately only six times. In Mark, something happens, and then immediately Jesus is on to the next thing. Jesus is baptized and immediately driven into the wilderness. Jesus invites disciples to follow him, and they immediately drop what they're doing and go. Jesus shows up in town, and immediately sick people find him, and immediately he heals them. People start to wonder about this Jesus, but before they've even finished their thought, immediately he knows what they were just thinking. And so it is in today's Gospel story. Jesus says the words, go, your faith has made you well, and what? Immediately, Bartimaeus regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. Today's Gospel reading, Jesus comes to town and immediately it's chaos. Jesus and his disciples breeze into the city of Jericho, and the next thing you know, the very next thing, they're breezing out of Jericho, but now with a huge swarm of people all stirred up around them. As the heap of humanity make their way out of town, squeezing through the city gate, pushing past the beggars who gather there, hands reaching out to Jesus and the rest, there is, there is noise There is clatter, a scuffle, some shouts, and cutting through the prattle of the crowd comes a hollering voice that keeps rising above the fray. It's blind Bartimaeus. Now, there's no reason for us to have heard of Timaeus' boy, Bartimaeus, but if you were from Jericho, you knew him. Bartimaeus was famous for being a blind beggar and nothing else. He heard the commotion coming down the road towards his regular panhandling spot uh, by the intersection of Second and Forester, where he begged for money from the morning commuters. He asked a passerby, "What's going on?" The Nazarene Rabbi Jesus—he—he's he, passing through town on his way to Jerusalem. Bartimaeus had heard of Jesus, and apparently he'd given some thought to the stories that he'd heard, how he'd cast out demons, healed sick folks, and most interesting to blind Bartimaeus, how very recently he had restored sight to a blind man. Because there was a crowd, because he could not see where Jesus was on account of being blind, Because there was such a loud commotion, Bartimaeus began just to call out to Jesus, to shout, to shout louder, more desperately, begging, not for a buck, but for mercy. Have mercy. He shouted Jesus' name, hopeful that the healer would be close enough to hear, to, to reach out, to make him see again. He yelled at the top of his lungs from the deepest, Part of his soul calling Jesus' name when suddenly out come words which have never been uttered aloud. He called Jesus Son of David. See, Bartimaeus proclaims at the top of his voice that this healing rabbi is the long-awaited Savior, the heir to King David's royal throne. The crowd turns on Bartimaeus. They try to shut him up but he can't stop. It's pandemonium, it's crazy, he gets louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. And then, and then Mark, whose favorite word is immediately, said Jesus did something incredible. Something that, that he's never done before and he never does again in the whole Bible. Jesus heard Bartimaeus, heard his name like never before. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still. Jesus stood still. And many sternly ordered Bartimaeus to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus was struck to his core, frozen in place call him here. This is a crucial moment in the gospel. Mark is giving testimony about how Jesus relates to his beloved people, to each of us. Yesterday, the news erupted of yet another act of terrorism in our nation, and I had to return to this Bible passage because I felt surely that God must have a word for us because we need to hear from God in these times. I saw people on social media asking, what is happening to our nation? What in the world is going on? It feels like chaos at times. Hatred is driving violence and threats of violence. Last year, a Republican congressman were shot while playing baseball. This week, Democrats were getting pipe bombs in the mail. And just a couple of years ago, African Americans in their church Bible study were ruthlessly murdered. And yesterday, in Pittsburgh, Jewish people celebrating the naming ceremony. Closest thing to what we'll do right there next week, of a newborn baby, we're gunned down by a terrified, anti-Semitic, racist, anti-immigrant, white man. The common thread, of course, is male white supremacist fear and cowardice and desperation uncorked. But the effect is that amidst the violence and the division, it can feel uncertain where to go from here. It's darkness all around. And so we find ourselves somehow close blind Bartimaeus. His too was a dark world. In his blindness, he had been abandoned to a life of poverty, of begging. He'd been pushed to the margins of town. Mark says often when Jesus is around, people would bring their sick to be healed. But Bartimaeus had no one to guide him to the healer, no one to vouch for him as the crowd pushed around him, he could see nothing. Just tossed about in the commotion, he asked out into the darkness, what's going on? It's Jesus, came the reply from no one in particular as they pushed past him. Have you ever felt this feeling of being just totally out of control in the dark, when things seem to just be crashing in bad news, bad luck, could it get any worse? What is going on? One psalmist, one of our Jewish ancestors in faith, wrote in Psalm 88, describing this feeling of being overwhelmed by troubles, overwhelmed by waves, eyes dimmed with grief, being engulfed by a flood of despair. He says, Darkness is my closest friend. Perhaps these were words that Bartimaeus knew well. Bartimaeus learns that it's Jesus who caused all this fervor. And that news, that good news, that God is near causes an emotion to well up in him, which makes him holler out into the darkness, the name of Jesus. That's hope. That's hope. Shouting into the chaos, into the uncertainty of what what is out there, unable to see the source of his hope, shouting out in hope, in faithful desperation, Bartimaeus bellows the most simple and holy prayer, Jesus Have mercy. The darkness pushes back. It often does. Voices in the darkness sternly order him to shut up. Something out in the darkness sometimes tells us that we should give up. Maybe some folks tell us that Jesus isn't for someone like you. Or maybe it's our own voice that silences our hope, those voices that tell us that that we aren't worthy, that make us doubt that there is a God out there who cares at all. They try to make Bartimaeus be quiet, but Hope's got a hold of Bartimaeus, and he shouts against the darkness even louder, Jesus, have mercy on me. And out there, somewhere in the darkness, unseen, unbeknownst to the one who so desperately cries, Jesus hears. And he stops dead in his tracks. Beloved, here's the deal. There is darkness all around. You may not see Jesus out there in the dark. If you can't see Jesus, reach out, can't reach out and touch Jesus. Then like Bartimaeus, we've got nothing but faith in these stories to go on. Somebody's word that it's Jesus who is out there. And we've got nothing but faith in that good news and a life saving hope. So please hear me when I say this. Amidst all of this chaos, amidst heartbreaks in life, uncertainty, Among the violence that rages, the addictions that tear, the deadly prejudices that strike out, out in the middle of the darkness, there is Jesus. He is there. He's heard you. You know, what struck me about Bartimaeus this week is when I realized that there is this moment in the story, this moment in time when Jesus had heard his prayer and stopped when Jesus quietly said to those near him, call, call him here. This time in the story, when Bartimaeus had been heard and his healing is on the way, that Bartimaeus didn't know that Jesus had heard him. He didn't know the Lord had heard his cry and word was on the way that he had been called by Jesus. Beloved, we are in that time. Jesus is out there in the darkness. He's heard our cries, our pleas, our desperations. He's heard our voices of faith and hope, and they have caused him to stop still in the commotion. He's heard you. So take hope. He is coming. So I want to leave you not only with this promise, That Jesus hears your cries and he is calling back out to you. But I want to leave you with a challenge. See, Bartimaeus didn't know that Jesus had heard him. Jesus didn't shout back, I hear you, Bartimaeus. You're coming. What did he do? He turned to us. He turned to his followers. He said to us, call him here. It's on us, beloved. There are souls out there crying into the darkness and Jesus told us to assure them that they aren't alone, that he's there. He, he's heard their cries and he wants them to come. He is coming. Here, let, let's take their hand. Let's guide them the way someone has guided each of us. What is it Bartimaeus wanted from Jesus? see again. Immediately, he regained his sight. But the fact is, he could already see. His faith had given him that vision. And his faith in the goodness and the power and the mercy of Jesus the Savior led him to discipleship. So let this be our response as well, that we want to see. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.